Let us remember, we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of Christ. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. Back here again with one of my regular episodes, not one of the spin-off, so to speak, podcasts that I've been doing in this feed. I'm doing something for the first time today, which is recording outdoors, first time in a long time, but I'm also recording while I'm walking. Now, I'm not taking too fast of a pace, so hopefully I won't get out of breath, but I am walking on a trail near the road. So if you hear from the background noise, cars going by, it's because, well, and there's a motorcycle going by, it's because I'm out and about today. And today is a great day to be out and about where I live here in central Ohio because even though we are on social distancing, even though we are in the midst of this pandemic, it is springtime and it is spring break. And I am here to share with you how I am keeping my eyes, my ears, and my soul open today, right now, to experience the presence of God. Stick with me, if you will, through this short break, and we'll be back, and I'll tell you about how I am experiencing, right now, God's presence. Well, thank you for staying with me through that short break. Um, I have moved away from the road. I am closer to the reservoir. Yeah, that's right. I am walking today by what we call the Hoover Reservoir, not far from where we live. And uh, it is spectacular. (laughs) I am just so happy to be out. Um, We have been under... We don't call it lockdown, we call it stay at home. And there hasn't been a lot of good reason to want to get out and about the last few days, really the last week or so, because it's been overcast and chilly and rainy and just not real pleasant. But today, for the first time, it is a day of sunshine, a day of spring, 60 degrees. I've got shorts on, I'm standing here at the water's edge in a place that I have been many times. Don't know that I've recorded the podcast from the shores of this area, but it is a favorite place. Now I'm gonna pause the podcast. I'm not gonna send it to another message because I have to take a photo. And uh, I want to do that right now. Well, thank you for that little pause there. Um, I did get the photo. It wasn't the photo that I wanted. The photo that I wanted was of a fairly good-sized dog that had entered the water right in front of me. But by the time I stopped the podcast and got the camera ready, the dog had moved on. But I did get some photos of where I am standing right now as I record this podcast. And I will post those photos along with a link to this podcast at my website that I am using right now during this time period. It is edtechemergent. That is all one word, E-D-T-E-C-H-E-M-E-R-G-E-N-T.com. So edtechemergent.com. Check that out for the photos to give you an idea of where I am standing right this moment. 
And as I was saying before, I am so grateful to be out. It has been not a terrible winter. Uh, We have not had a lot of snow. A lot of cold weather has not been part of this winter. But within just the last, well, couple weeks with the pandemic, COVID, and all of that, it has been difficult. And like I said, I have been getting out each day, going for a walk, going around the neighborhood, mostly bundled up. Yesterday I had mittens on and a beanie, tassel cap as we used to call them, knit cap. But today I don't need that. I've got shorts and am so, so very happy to be here walking the the shoreline uh, to just feel God's presence in this moment. It is just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I'll be honest with you, it is, it is healing because I, I've not been real happy today. It's been aggravating on an ongoing basis to just hear about the numbers of people with this disease rising, to be hearing about the medical professionals who don't have enough supplies, to be hearing about how hospitals are beginning to fill up, not here in my part of the world, Central Ohio, not yet, of course, but in places that I know and love, like New York City and Los Angeles and the San Francisco Bay Area and places that are ahead of us. And by us, I mean my location in the spread of this disease. And I am just frustrated and angry and disappointed with our government at the highest levels, not our governor. I got to be honest with you. I am very pleased with him. He got out ahead of closing the schools got out ahead of closing the bars and the restaurants. Now we are under stay-at-home orders, social distancing. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm technically not at home, because I'm not, but I am out in a park, and there is an ex- exception for that. And I am being careful to social distance. Not everyone seems to be careful. I do certainly see lots of people walking closer than six feet, but I'm keeping my distance, and that's really what matters for my own health and mental health and just getting through this difficult period. So I'm aggravated and angry that the president has not used the powers that he has to start in a wartime. And this is a wartime. Take production and not just forcing companies to do production, but allowing a whole system of streamlined production and using resources in one place to to go to another place he's not done that and i am i'm not disappointed i'm angry because it means lives are being lost and lives will be lost that don't need to be secondly and related to that i'm just also very very angry at seeing where places are not social distancing to seeing the map of the states where people are not being told to stay inside one prominent university in virginia which by the way the virginia governor has said all k-12 schools are canceled the virginia governor apparently doesn't have power over liberty university jerry falwell jr is the um, president of that university and well they're allowing students back into the dorms and back into classes And again, that is ignorant and that is wrong and that is against the common good. And that is really, I think, what our focus has to be these days, the common good and how we are all in this together and how when a short-sighted governor or a president does not do everything in their power to prevent the rapid spread of this 
illness. And to say it's not a bad illness, yeah, for some people it's not that terrible, but other people are dying because of it. And the bottom line is, is if a person gets it, even if they don't have underlying medical conditions, even if they don't have an age issue, meaning they're in a certain age group, it, one never knows what is going to happen when an infection like this one settles into your lungs and into your body. It's not gonna be pleasant, certainly, but it also could be life-threatening. So those are my frustrations. And yet I am here in a beautiful place knowing that God is present in the midst of this. Now I have to say this, I believe this very emphatically, and I heard a good homily online about this over the weekend that God does not cause this. This is not God causing this. And God is with those who are suffering. God is right there in the hospitals on the front line. God is with those patients that are isolated and on ventilators and who may very well die without their loved ones present. God is there in the midst of that suffering. But God is also here in this location where I am today. And I am so very grateful to be able to be here, to not have my job force me to be out in the front lines, to not have a job that's been cut or I've been laid off because of this sharp economic turn in the country. I'm very grateful to be a teacher, to know that my work really begins in earnest next week when I go back to school virtually and have to start teaching my students again and helping them through this time. So I'm grateful that I can be out here in the light and in the sun. And I know that God is present here in the midst of this as well. I'll close with where we are on Wednesday between two big gospels in the life of the church and in the life of the Lenten season. Last Sunday, a few days ago, a Sunday in which probably most Catholic churches in the U.S., and many other religious churches were closed. People had to virtually gather or listen to the audio of the mass or the worship service as it may be. We heard the gospel of the man born blind, that wonderful gospel in John that really has a pretty humorous twist in just how blind and how clueless the Pharisees and the religious leaders are, and even the man's parents. Uh, there's some great lines in that story. But the story is all about sight and seeing and recognizing the presence of God. It's also about light. You know, let there be light in that man's life. Jesus is the light of the world in John's gospel. We are the light of the world as Matthew in his gospel has Jesus tell us as part of the Sermon on the Mount. And it's so wonderful today to be out in the light, in the sunshine, soaking it up, recognizing that. This next weekend, just a few days away, again, a Sunday in which most of us will be uh, worshiping from a distance uh, via technology or, or via other means. And it is the Lazarus gospel. Lazarus, come forth. And it is such a, a beautiful gospel. You know, we often focus on the last part of that gospel where Jesus calls Lazarus and he comes out of the darkness into the light that is at the end of the tomb. But think about the beginning of that gospel. It is the only place in the gospels that clearly, clearly, clearly Jesus shows emotion. And it is one of the shortest passages, verses in all the gospels. Jesus wept at the death of his friend Lazarus, at the suffering, the sorrow, 
that his friends, Mary and Matt and um, Martha, the siblings, the sisters of Lazarus, that they were feeling. Jesus wept. And I know that Jesus weeps with us right now in this moment. But I also know that this is a test of who we are as a nation. This is a test of who we are as individuals. It's a test of our family units within the home. And how do we do this challenge? And like any test, once it's over, you have some more data. You have something new to look at. You have new ways of being that emerge. And I am hopeful. I don't want to say optimistic because I do really think things could get worse before they get better. Things could take a pretty ugly turn. That being said, I am hopeful that when this is over, and it will be over, probably not by Easter, certainly not by a date that a president or any other bureaucrat circles on a calendar and says, that's the date. No, it will be over. And that being said, there will be a time when we can return to what was before this pandemic. But I'm hopeful, very hopeful, that it won't be the same world we return to. It will be a world in which we hopefully can be closer. Hopefully, our healthcare system can be better. Hopefully, we can put aside all of this partisan tribalism and move towards really addressing the other major issue of our time, which is global climate change. It is just like this pandemic, an existential crisis. It just is moving slower. And it is something that the solution is the same. We have to unite together. We're all in it together. So I conclude with this question. Where are you right now listening to this? How are you doing in the midst of this unprecedented crisis? And how do you experience the presence of God in the midst of this? In the midst of any emotions you might be feeling and a wide range is certainly understandable at this point. But not only how do you feel the presence of God, how are you being or bringing or showing or allowing and opening the presence of God with others? What does that look like for you right now as you listen to this? Again, please check out my blog where I will post the photos, edtechemergent.com. It'll be in the show notes for this and blessings and peace to you.